Hi everyone and welcome to episode 228 of the Mighty Whites podcast. There's a lot of news going around, but the only thing that I thought for a title was singing Joel Perot to the tune of the Paw Patrol theme, because that's all my two-year-old wants to watch at the minute. I'm Jack, as always, joined by KC. Just thinking we need him on the double. Um, <laughs> lo- love it. Great work. Well done, Ava. Yeah. And once again, joined by Connie. How you going, mate? I'm all good, mate. And once again, congratulations to Ava. Cracking choice. <laughs> yeah. I'm also, I keep getting, um, instead of Ryder needs us, Farker needs us. Someone with editing skills could really make some out of that, but it ain't going to be us. Um, we, it has been basically a week since the West Brom game, so we won't talk about it for too long. But um, yeah, Leeds won, West Brom won. Can you really put this game down to anything other than this was just unlucky? No, I don't think you can really, no. Given their goal, um, we were a better team, dominated. If we had a striker, we're scoring a couple of chances. Dan James were unlucky with that effort um, where they curled it from edge to area. That were the right effort, good serve. And then you get a goal like that and what can you say? <laughs> I was always stuff like that from Dan James because, you know, you have the mix of that was a fantastic effort from Dan James. He also missed from two yards out. <laughs> it's very, it's very, uh, it's, it's, it's the scattergun approach to, to finishing is, is Dan James. I haven't actually seen the TV version of that chat because it's the chance from the Rutter flick on, isn't it? But yeah, yeah. on that. In the ground, that looked like a really bad miss. But in the quick highlights version that I saw, it wasn't included. So I don't actually know how bad a miss it was. It was um, it, 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 it was special. Uh, it was a good clearance. Yeah. I think that's the best outlook you can have on it. Every now and again, when football manager just sort of has a moment where, for no reason, someone just boots it out of play. And it says they've put it to safety, but you're on the halfway line under no pressure. It, it a little bit looks like that when you kind of watch it. Go, no, he's. It, it's as if he's defending the front post. Yeah, right. Probably a little bit worse than it looked in the ground. Then, uh, yeah. Obviously, we've mentioned the goal. Um, like we were better side throughout this game, the entire way through. There's no like segments where they really got into it about like that. Um, the goal. If you if I try and do the thing that I normally try and do with goals like this and focus on the things that we can control, it's a shit corner that bounces five yards before the first man and two players fail to clear it. Yeah. Uh I don't I think it was Gellar and someone. I can't remember who the other person was, to be honest. But yeah, and then it falls to Malumbi. Scuffed shot, really. Deflecting through. And I mean Brandon Thomas does basically punch it into the goal. Like it's just one of them things. Um, I, for my own sanity, haven't like looked at replaying on where's the ref stood to see whether he's because, like, in the ground, you from where I was, you couldn't see anything. I just thought it was another poxy deflection. And it was only when I looked at my phone when someone got injured that I had various messages saying that's blatant handball. I think it's one of them, isn't it? Because when it takes these two deflections and he handballs it even, um, there were a lot of people in there, a bit of a melee, isn't it? Like you say, it was just a shit corner, basically, that just bobbled its way through. And 
there were people, there were bodies everywhere. And I think, to be fair to the ref, it's hard to see. In you've got a melee of players, people going down everywhere. It it was hard to see. It's it's just one of them. It's we, we'll get stuff like that throughout season that will go our way. It's that old. It's it's that old um, saying isn't it that it evens out. Will but, we though? Will we get football league leads? Sorry, can I retract that? <laughs> I mean, we've we've always, you know, the last three years in the Premier League, we've always uh, spoken highly of VAR and, and and its effectiveness in the game, and and this was just another example of uh, the, the fact that everyone needs VAR. It's not failing, and uh, shut up if you're <laughs> complaining about it. I will admit that it was one thing, even when it was blatant. And but I heard people got. You know what football fans are like in the ground? I heard people going mental about a million things. And when we all got messages saying that's blatant and ball, everyone went, oh, fuck's sake. And not one person said, I wish we had the air. Not yeah. one. No, it, it's one of those that you go, no, that, that, that decision is wrong. He's got it wrong. I still don't want VAR, but, but this is also wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, Leeds, the good thing was, because um, against... Cardiff, when we screwed up and ended up 1-0 down, I thought we panicked a little bit. We didn't in this. We just carried on playing as we were and being the better side. They dropped even deeper. We, you know, There's a really good save from James that you mentioned, but the goal itself is a really good goal. Then James gets down the left, cuts back inside. Really good cross. And in terms of timing a run, Luke Ayling's run is absolutely perfect. Gets up well. He's, it's not just like, oh, he got he got two yards of a run on him there, so he beat him. No, he got 12 yards of a run on the defender and got <laughs> so far above him that it was ridiculous. Really good header, one apiece. Ailing, I've given him a bit of stick this year because I just don't think he's been good enough defensively. But when he scores a goal, it does tend to be a clutch one. And this yeah. was. It were, it were one of them um, out of where when he... Um... Father and brother-in-law to be, and um, brother-in-law were giving Erling some night grief all game. So obviously, as you two well know, Erling is one of my boys. So to see him score a goal like that, I, yeah, I was happy for him because I say he's. I, I think we all know that he's not been, he's not been up to scratch as a um, so far defensively, but it, it was good to see him see him get a goal like that and. It, it, you can tell he cares, can't you? At least, and it, you know, he gives a toss about it. At least, yeah. I just hope your future father-in-law was behaving himself, but um, that's neither here nor there. Um, I started football for life. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, no, with Ailing, it, it's. I still come away from that game going, that you know, that is a great goal. It's really important. I wouldn't mind seeing Cody drama though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm in a similar boat. Um, I I do wonder with him now if if he needs to start maybe transitioning towards being a centre back. Mm. Um, you know, I just I, I I you just see it time and again at the moment him him pushing up and then just not being able to get back or. Sort of stepping out three, four yards for no particular reason and just giving them loads of space in behind. Um, you know, and that, and I think the issue with that is that Ailing is always someone who wants to to 
play on the front foot and is is probably looking to you know you know to counter attack and to try and win the ball higher up the pitch. But I just don't know if that's in him at this point. Clearly, tactical instruction to be high and wide, yeah, as much as you can. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that there was only really one other thing from the game I wanted to talk about. I thought Alex Palmer had a good gaming goal for them. And Dan James was pretty much everyone's man at match, which I think was probably fair enough. Yeah. But the thing that I thought was most interesting was uh, the centre-back partnership of Rodon and Strauch. Um, uh, I thought that looked really good, considering how little time they will have had so far. And yeah. I, I, I got a bit of excitement from seeing the way that they were playing together, and I just thought this could be really good if it, if if you can get them, if they both stay fit and just play, I could see that being a really good partnership. The the thing I liked with Roden, I know we were talking a bit ago, um, earlier ago. It, it didn't do out fancy. It just kept it simple. It did his job, and it it just we seemed more sound within there. The same he seemed like he was a bit of the the calm head in it all. Yeah. Although he did, he had one run where because he brought the ball out a lot. He had one where he took it a bit far and went into the middle of midfield and nearly lost it. Yeah, you're just thinking, <laughs> just well, just 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 catch yourself a minute here. But no, I think. I think overall for his debut and to say how how, how short a time he'd, he'd been with um, squad and that, I thought he just he, he did the basics right and it, at this level it, 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 that'll get you far. It, it's I think one thing we're crying out for when you're when you're missing a number of attacking players and you're having to shift your squad around is is at least trying to be defensively solid and. He, you know, when you look at the goal we conceded, it's it's not something I think you can put down to, you know, a poor central partnership or anything like that. I th- you know, I think it's just, um, and, and I think ultimately, like you say, if, if we can get them playing together constantly, um, you know, I think at least down the middle we'll look we'll look stronger for it. Now it's just a case, I think, of over the next. You know, a couple of weeks is is seeing what do we do with it, with the fullback situation because I've 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 really liked Byram at, at left back so far. I th- you know, I think he's done very well. the The obvious issue with him is how how often can he play? How long can he stay fit for? Um, and and as we've said before, how how stable we are at right back as well. Um. But if you can get yourself a, a settled back four that's playing consistently well, you know, you give yourself a chance week in, week out, especially while we're trying to sort of still get things going up front. Yeah. I would argue getting the midfield two in front of them settled is probably as important. Um, one of them is definitely going to be Ampadu. And if it is Gray, I'm fine with that. But he's 17. We don't want to be, he, he didn't want to be in every week. I think we touched um, on it last week, didn't we? As good a player as he is, and I'm not saying it, you know, if you're good enough, you're old enough, of course we are, but it's a 46-game season and it's a gruelling year, isn't it, as well, and to put that on a 17-year-old. Yeah. yeah, and we have lost 
one hope that people had for that role. And I think it says a lot about how, <coughs> how much I was expecting this guy to leave that I almost missed this off the notes. Uh, Tyler Adams has joined AFC Bournemouth. Uh, like, sounds like it's about his release clause was 20 million. They reckoned that they had triggered it in time. Leeds didn't. And they ended up at 23 million and a little bit of add ons, which I think was the middle ground of let's not have another fucking court case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? I know when I was a kid, obviously we were surrounded by a big court case. But I didn't think there'd be so much so much so much in the way of contact, contractual disputes during a transfer window as there has been during this one and the Augustine thing as yeah. well. Um, yeah, but um, I'm, I'm kind of glad that we seem to be edging away from that now. I, I mean, you know, obviously I'm I'm sad to see Tyler uh, Tyler Adams go because he would have been a, a great player. I think to have in the championship. That being said, at twenty three million or so is, is decent money for us, and and I think as you can kind of see from the the rumor mill going now and being linked with a number of players, that that was probably money that was much needed to get some signings over the line. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I mean, I've said before with Tyler Adams, I do think we really missed him last year in the running. I think that he would have made a difference. Whether it had been enough difference, I doubt, but I think it would have helped. But I, there's a thing that I've been saying on here consistently since, like, the first couple of games that we signed him, which was if you have 40% of the ball or less, Tyler Adams might be a best player. And if you've got 60% of the ball, Tyler Adams is just not great at all. No. And it looks as if this season we're going to have 60% of the ball a lot. So. He's a good player. If if you if you don't think about the outside world and finances and stuff, I would have much rather kept him, been able to keep him than not keep him. But if one of the if one of those players were going to go, if it was like we need to sell someone for twenty million plus, and the options were like Nonto, Sinistera, Adams, even I mean Strauch wouldn't have been that much, but even Strauch, I think Adams was the one that will have the least negative effect on us. Just because I, our midfield is going to be more about being good on the ball than being good off it. And for that role, you're probably better with Ampadu. And to be fair to Ampadu and all, um, up to pass, it, it's pretty good at getting stuck in as well. He's, yeah. he's, won, he's won his fair share of battles. And yeah, it, it, I'm not saying he's that sort of player like, like Tyler Adams, but he's, he's not. He's not looked out of place there at all. No. Um, so yeah, good good luck, Tyler. I, I, Tyler Adams isn't like a, he isn't like some of them that I was fuming at for the way that they've gone. I almost like just he's just there. I don't really like him. I don't hate. He's just there. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah, he, we'll always have, really... we'll always have his time wasting at St James's Park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the kids have carried on their good uh, good starts to the season. Uh, Leeds won 2-1 at Old Trafford on Friday night. 
at the same time as Leeds were playing. Uh, Sean McGurk with first goal, set up well by Perkins. Uh, Luca Thomas, who started in really well, won a penalty with some good skill. Sonny Perkins took what can only be described as a shit penalty, but was very easily saved by the keeper. Uh, 1-0 at half-time, second half, leads it and on the break. Luca Thomas again driving forward, pass inside to McGurk, who does a lovely dummy. Just completely takes the defender out. Connor Douglas finishes brilliantly. And we're not long left. We're playing pretty well. Something that I literally haven't seen in years, unless I'm forgetting one. Uh, Harry Christie just holds the ball in his hands for too long and gets booked and gives away an indirect free kick. Uh, which they then take and takes a massive deflection and it goes in. But we still won 2-1. The big takeaways were from the bits of highlights that you were able to see... Sean McGurk looks like he's in really good nick at the minute. So might have an outside chance of sneaking onto a bench soon. Um, I, I'm, and... a little, I'm a little bit surprised that Sean McGurk's still here. I would have thought, having been in the in the 21s and 23s for the last couple of years, that he'd probably be looking to get out on loan at some point. I'm just checking he's... how old he is. I think he's 20 already. Yeah, he is. He's 20. Yeah. You know, he's he's been here a couple of years now and 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 I think he's had a couple of good seasons to be fair. You know, obviously they had the relegation in there, but that um was sort of more down to the first team circumstances than anything else. Um but yeah, I d I don't know what another year for him in the twenty ones is really doing for him. No, I think it does good for the twenty ones, but I don't think it's helping McGurk much. No. Um, the other main takeaway from it, other than Luca Thomas looking good again, Harry Christie had the white goalkeeper kit on, and that looks weird, and I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, the, the only other one I can think of is is Alex McCarthy when he wore it a couple of times while he was on loan. Yeah, uh, that white and grey thing that we had. Yeah, so, yeah. You, know, you talk about what two thousand twelve something like that, it, but I think that was. I don't think that was even ever released as a shirt. I think it just we just needed a different coloured goalkeeper kit for a couple of games. Yeah. Um yeah, very very odd to to see. Uh, especially they... especially once a club's got a third goalkeeper kit. Yeah, more money is more money, isn't it? Yeah. Um the twenty ones play again tomorrow night at home to West Ham, which is at Ellen Road and did have tickets available and I just totally forgot about, to be honest because of various other things that are on. Uh, and the 18s beat Liverpool 4-1. So they've both started with two wins in two. Uh, that Finley Gorman that scored and played, that scored twice when he was 14 in the first game, I got called up for England as well. So I'm not saying no, I'm just saying that he is Michael Ballack. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, the, it, we'll now move on to all the transfers and stuff that are coming. I'll go from weakest link to them, then the two strong ones. Because it started with a link to a Facundo Buonanotte from Brighton, uh, who I was incredibly excited about. And they asked Deserby in a press conference, and he made it sound like he was available because he said, we can't guarantee him enough games. It was a loan deal. Some places said with an option, but I doubt that was true. And I really thought this could... I know he's only 18, but he's already played like three seasons of senior football. Played a fair bit for Brighton last year. I was really excited by it. And Julio and CISO has got injured. So I doubt he's available anymore. Yeah. It'd have been nice. So they, it's one of them when when you heard his name and you thought, oh, 
yeah, you yeah. know, we'll, we'll we'll have a bit of that. But yeah, yeah I thought it were it were always I thought it was one of them. It, it's a nice link, but a bit of a long shot. Yeah. Yeah, disappointed. He'd have been a great player to have. Yeah, because he's just. I, we seem to be going to be coming up against a lot of low blocks this season, and he's one of them that is good at beating players in tight spaces. And you, I think we need one of them. It's what I was hoping we could get out of Joffy if he got his confidence up. Uh, then there's a little bit of a weaker one, but one that I think would be perfect in terms of the role that we want. Uh, Jed Spence on loan from Spurs. Uh, he's been linked all over the place. He clearly isn't going to play at Tottenham, so he will be going somewhere. But in terms of the high and wide, attacking like mad right wing back, but he's tall enough to get up and win things in the air, which he is. But he's also much quicker than Ailing and able to would be able to get back from those situations. It's harsh on Drama, who... I mean, if, if he hasn't signed a new deal by the end of this month, we should probably sell him. Like, because yeah. otherwise it's just going to be a waste. But that's only been linked really in the London press and it's we're one of like five options. Yeah, it's, it's another one. It, it'd be great to get him. Um, it's going to be one of them, though, isn't it? Is he going to want... Uh, I mean, how old is he? Is he 19, 20, something like that? Uh I want to say 21, but I'm not sure. He, oh, he's 23. He's, old, he's older than I thought. Oh, wow. Right. I, didn't, I, didn't, I genuinely didn't realise they, they were that age. But um, it, I think it, it's going to boil down. I, didn't, to... I, I knew he was at Middlesbrough. He played 63 league games for Middlesbrough. Bloody hell. I'd, 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 again, want to know on that. No. Um, I think it's going to be one of them with him, though. Well, that kind of blows what I was going to say out of water then, because I was going to say... Will he want to come up north? Clearly, he's okay with that. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, I mean, he was in it, France last year. Yeah, I was gonna so. say it's not the same as moving up north. In fact, in, in many, in literal ways, it's the opposite. But if he was willing to move to France on loan, he's probably willing to move. Yeah, up, yeah, up, up uh, a motorway. <laughs> that, that, and to be fair, you know, if he's got the butter, <laughs> you yeah. Know. Uh, but yeah, then we're on to the ones that look as if they have a decent chance of happening. Uh, Nadir Mamiri from uh, Bayer Leverkusen. He was a weird one because he was really strongly linked last night and then this morning it was, no, he's turned down Leeds and he's going to Marseille until all the Marseille press says it, no, he ain't. And then now it's everywhere, pretty much, that we're looking at him. Four-year deal, around about €6 million. Euros. Central midfielder, could play as a 10, but would probably be more of a centre mid for us. Passing range looks good from what I've seen. But I don't watch as much German football as I used to. So you've come crawling back, have you? Yeah. <laughs> made him go through the supplicants door. Um, yeah, I, like I said, I can't say I, I know a whole lot about him, but the, the, the bits I've seen look good. But, you know, it's very much a YouTube job at this point for me. Um, he was really highly rated a few years ago. That was when I re that that was when I knew about him because he got in the Germany squad and played a couple of times, maybe two or three years ago. And he's only twenty five now, so he must have been like really, really going. But the truth is, I don't know. I don't know like if he's just his form's dropped off or if he had an injury or all like that. So he sounds like the ideal target for a certain director of football. 
No, he'd have been not playing at all at Leverkusen for him to go after him. <laughs> you see, I, I do uh, keep up with German football and I'd be over the moon if we can get him. Yeah. He's a really good player. Really good player. And if if we can fit him in there, he could genuinely fill the gap that we haven't had since Pablo left. That's a brave statement. No, no, honestly, right. And for me to turn around and say that, right, some of his passing that I've seen him put that that I've seen him pull off for Bayer Leverkusen, he can unlock a defence. And if he can do it in Bundesliga, he'll, he could do it in the Champions. I, I would be over the moon if we got him. Nice one. Uh, well, as I say, I, I did want him based on what I've seen, but that is a very good review. Hopefully, hopefully it happens. They, he's, Rotherham he's is a very available. different place. Rotherham is a very different place to, you know. Are we, are we suggesting that he needs? To, are we suggesting that he needs to speak to Steve Evans now before he comes here? Uh. <laughs> Sucked into his gravity field. I don't know. Ah, listen, it's quite svelte now. His ass, Dave, is fine. <laughs> um, well, if you're gonna get someone who can play passes like that, pro- I would think it would probably end up with him alongside Ampadu and the various forwards end up as the forwards, two of whom we'll talk about after this. Um, you need a striker that is in decent nick, can score goals, both feet, decent runs. So Joel Perot, would that do? Oh, I, thought yeah. Patrick, I thought you were on about Patrick Bamford. <laughs> I would just think if Ross McCormack had had a few good games for Liversidge. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's, he's been one of those I think we've been talking about pretty much since we got relegated. That was, yeah. is, is he, is Joel Perot one of those that's in the final year of his contract? Or is it just, yeah. yeah. And, uh, in the Swansea press conference today, manager said he's either signing a new contract or he's going very soon. Because he was like, the, I think he was his thought was we either need the money or he needs to sign a new deal, and I don't want it to happen with two days of the transfer window left. It's definitely going to Southampton there. Yeah, well, I mean, we are we are big favourites. It's one of them again where it's absolutely everywhere. If you were just looking at it from the outside and you didn't hadn't been burned by Leeds before, you'd say it was nailed on, given the way it's been talked about. Mm. But it is Leeds. And you are waiting for the, oh, actually, it turns out that, um, I know, let's say Mo is <laughs> <laughs> going to uh, <laughs> come in with a bid and just snatch him away. But we'll see. Um, I did. There was a, a video. Where it was just like all his goals from last season in one video. Just good standard centre forward runs in behind. Just timed well in behind. He did seem to score a lot of goals coming from a bit deeper, which is what there's been a lot of people worrying about him being the actual nine because they think he might not be close enough. And like because we've seen that with uh, Gelhar and Ruta. But we've sometimes had just a complete vacant space by the two centre backs, which is no good. But I think if you're signing him, then you can plan for it properly. And depending on who the three behind are, you can start then actually playing with a system where you go, no, he is allowed to drop out, but someone has to go in and replace him. 
And seeing as it sounds like we may have a couple of uh, wingers that are able to play really far forward available again now slash shortly, if you could have, say, a front four of Sinistera, Somerville, Nonto, Piro. I mean, in the championship, that that does look... new signings in there. That (laughs) does look really, really good, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Sorry, right. I've just I've just looked onto it now. When you said that, you know about it being there, I thought just have a quick check now, just see if I can see out on there. There was a line on there saying that breaking news: Joe Perot has passed his medical at Leeds United, and now he's now set to be loaned to Everton immediately. No option to buy. For what it's worth, I did just open Phil Hayes' Twitter. Uh, Leeds United hoping to get Joel Perot move over the line in the next 24 hours. And then it says, wary of what happened with Max Ahrens, but at this stage, move is on course. So, can, I so just add as now, well, can I just add as well, sorry, we, we, we've been here with Swansea before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've got previous with them. Just sat under a desk ignoring phone calls. Just going, <laughs> la, 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 la. Nothing's <laughs> happening, it's all fine. Yeah. Um, well, that if cost it us ha- twenty-five million. That, by the way, it yeah. did. <laughs> I always remember. If it does happen, it's to be up to as a good one because I picked him for top scorer in the championship, and also, it's not just so. It's not just him being at Leeds. It's that I will. It will be my fault if he's shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, onto the facts press conference before we get into it switch itself. The quick bits. Gellar has a knock, but did train, so will probably be available, you would think, bench. Dan James, struggling with an injury, might be unavailable. Sinistera, fully available, completely fine. Farker, at such pains to say, do not compare him with Willie Nonto. <laughs> These situations were not the same. Like, absolutely, like, probably being clear about it. Okay, fair enough. Fine with that. Hopefully Sinistera starts. The interesting one is that Willie Nonto is back in training, has, according to Varker, apologised in uh, privately to everyone. Um, been in training, says he's 100% ready, 100% available. I suppose the the question is, what, where do we go from here with Willie Nonto? For me, he needs to issue a public apology to the fans. Um however he wants to play it out, you know, if he wants to say it would all advised by his agent, he made... I will, I will cut in and say Farker specifically mentioned bad advice about three separate times. There you go then. So I think he needs to say that. Um, and then I think only other way that he can prove it then, I mean, he's, he's going to have to take it on chin that regardless if he issues an apology to fans or not, there is going to be people that are going to jump on his back when he first comes back in. And I think the only way that he can sort that out for himself is to just do it on field. Yeah. In terms of that, do you think it's a good thing that the next two games are away? Yeah, definitely. Well, Ipswich away and then it's the Salford away game in the Cup. I think the Salford away game in the Cup would be when I'd... Put him back in. That's the day to start him. Do you think? Yeah, it's a 
let's it's a nothing game. It's quite a bit of in theory, it should be a shoo-in for us. I think it would be Oof, I wouldn't have said that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm fine. I'm 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 still blinded by beautiful Bielsa ball. It's fine. I, it, it's, it's hanging over me still, but um I, no, in all seriousness, no, I think I think the Salford game a bit one where if it were me, that's where I'd be looking to put him back in. If he if it were desperate and we needed him against Ipswich, fair enough. But I'd I'd, I'd have him on bench, but not use him if I didn't have to. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think he's going to have to accept that there's going to be that he's going to get booed like that. That's absolutely going to happen the first time he he goes to warm up. Um. I think it would be really helpful for him to have a couple of very good games before the before he next plays at Ellen Road. Yeah. Um, you know, per- perhaps coming off the bench to score a winner against Ipswich because I, t- I tell you what, tough to boo that man then. <laughs> yeah, I put a thing on our Twitter a few days ago just saying like, football fans are fickle and that includes me. Like I was, I was I, when he put that transfer request in just before the game. I was fucking furious with him. Like I really, you know, wanted to, I wanted someone to boot him up in air and all of that stuff. And right now, I still think he's a dick. But the truth is, he's a really, really, really good player who could become an even better one if he is. But basically, I, I'm kind of all in on Farker at this point. I just like him. I just like the look. I, after three managers who would speak and say fucking nothing, we finally got one that actually talks about the games, talks about what's going on, gives you a straight answer, and if he can't give you a straight answer, just says, I can't I can't answer. Sorry. I, 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 listen. I will not sit here and listen to that be said about Jesse Marsh. His press conferences were a work of art. Now, come <laughs> on. <laughs> Politician uh, level would speak for an hour and say nothing. <laughs> Oh, for me, it was Javi Graffia who uh, who added so little depth to anything he said and even less emotion to it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I did think it was it was it was interesting terminology as well to 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 refer to Nonto as a, as a nineteen year old boy. Yeah. Um, which I don't know if that was a a deliberate choice of words, but. Um, Oh, it definitely was. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I do think most of us probably looked at that and looked at the situation and thought thought the same thing that he's he's following an agent's advice here. Uh, but obviously, that's yeah, it's the getting caught being involved in something you know you shouldn't be. That's no excuse. Yeah. It's being young, you, you should know better. Um, yeah. You know he 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 has absolutely made a mistake. Um, I I'm trying to figure out how you how you do this. I I don't think you I don't think we're going to get um a, a you know a statement on the website or anything like that from him. I think it will just be he is back in the team and we are moving on from this. Yeah, I I do I honestly think it would help if he said something publicly, but. The main thing that will help is scoring some goals. It's always the main thing that helps. I thought it, I would have him on the bench against Ipswich. 
and see what see what happens from there, see how it goes. Um, but I think it's I, I just think Leeds have handled this really well, and it's one of the few times I've ever been able to say that about Leeds at like boardroom level. It doesn't happen very often. But they've just said they've got no, we're not selling you. 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 And they've can try every trade. And he's just no, <laughs> just not doing it. So okay. and they've shown some backbone. Uh Farker was in Prescott was saying it's important to do things like this. You've shown that I, I don't think it's technically the right word, but what he said was that you've shown that you can't be blackmailed. And it isn't yeah. it isn't blackmailed. No. But I know I think, what you mean. Like, yeah, it's one of them. We, we're not going to be. We're not going to be held over the barrel. Yeah, basically. But, but yeah, you know. I mean, there had to there had to come a point with these players that were leaving, where we drew a line in it, and we went right. No, that is it now. You know that that we had to keep some of them. <laughs> you know that, that there were no doubt about it. So no, good, good on them. Good on them. There's a very cynical part of me going, Willie Nonser watched Everton at the weekend, didn't he? In fairness, <laughs> that, that is what everyone said when that game was happening. And you, you've thrown your toys out the pram for these. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it's really nice to it's very nice to see the club sort of take that stance. Now, obviously, we we probably won't ever know if. They flat out said to him that he will not be sold, or if it's there's kind of been an agreement made that on a on a particular price that leads see him at. But uh, however it's come about, they've set their stance, and clearly it has worked to some level that he's now he's now back in training. Because um, I think I think unfortunately there were. Really couldn't do that with anyone else, you know. Out, no. out, outside of if they wanted to push the wage structure and maybe try and offer a couple of the players that that left on loan a new contract to try and get them to stay. Mm. Um, but whether they even whether that was even a possibility, we won't know. But it, it's been it's been nice to see them look at a player and go, "No, we are we are keeping him," and. Even if you are going to refuse to play, then we're not just going to sell you for a knockdown fee. Yeah. Um, so on to Ipswich at the weekend, Saturday three o'clock game. Um, they, it's weird because I was looking at their squad on paper, and it doesn't look that great. But you know, if you're 23, 24 games unbeaten for a reason, I don't care if you've come up from League One, you're a good side. They've started this season really well. You know, I mean, I believe that they've. Won every game they've played this season. Yeah. Yep. Uh, three out of three in the league, and they beat Bristol Rovers in the cup. Um, they're very heavy in possession. They've got. They've sort of just carried. They've done. They've come up from League One, and there's a little bit of similarity to other teams that have done well, including like when Leeds come up from the Grayson, where there's a lot of continuity in the side, but they've just added a few key ones. And they just look a good side. Kieran McKenna looks like a really good manager. They like to bait teams in, and then they're really good at playing the way through and ripping through teams. They've added that Nathan Broadhead. He's a good forward, as is uh, George Hurst, or nearly called Kevin Hurst. Um, 
you know, they, they've just been they've been scoring goals. They've been keeping it tight at the back. Obviously, Leif Davis got tons of assists from left back last season, and he's going to be, you would think, really pushing forward onto a left onto the our right hand side, which has had a weakness all year. Um, it's a worry down that side, but if we do have, for instance, Sinistera back, and if Ruter could be what he looked like in Germany rather than what he's looked like at other times. Uh, it, I, I'm really not sure which way this game will go. But the bookies have realised what they were doing with the previous games and now Le- and Leeds are fairly decent-sized second favourites for this. Like, Le- Ipswich are expected to win it. And I'm really just not sure what to make of them. Like Luongo and Sam Morsi as a midfield two is good but it's not great the defenders aren't particularly great but the four, the front four are playing really well I keep it's, that Connor Chaplin's been playing at 10 and he, I've always thought he looks decent yeah um, you see it quite often with, with teams that get promoted that just carry on that good form like you say it's, it's probably the key to not make too many changes where, yeah. where possible yeah. Um, it, last year, good example of it as well. Yeah, it does help that Leif Davis at 22 decided to, to have a growth spurt for some reason and be a lot taller than when he seemed to leave us. Um, but he's he's done very well for them, and I think it's I think his form has been really frustrating when you look at like I don't think he would have been a Premier League left back, but if we'd have gone you know with the relegation, I'd have loved it if he was left back in our team. Yeah. I'm uh, still interested to see what happens when Furpo's fit. Because there's, there's a bit in my brain going, could it work? Go, could it? <laughs> um, although I was, I was talking with uh, with Alex yesterday and he was talking about Brandon Williams going to Ipswich. Oh, I did see that earlier yeah, today. I, that. Yeah. I know he played left back a lot for scum as a right footed player, but I'm assuming he's going there to play right back. Yeah. Not. Not with that at all. It it'll it will not it'll not keep him kind of anyway, won't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Um well I mean their current their current right back is Harry Clark, so I would think he'll play there. Yeah. Um if if it's done in time, I don't know if it's been confirmed. It was like this morning when I saw it. Uh I can't really read into much of them because I'm the only I watched I did watch some of the opening day game against Sunderland and for 70 minutes they were really good. And then they kind of shat it a bit and just let Sunderland back into the game yeah. for no real reason. But if we're looking at it since, 2-0 win, 2-0 win, 1-0 win. Although by all accounts, they were a bit lucky against QPR. Um, it sounds like QPR should have got something out of that game. Uh, I've already said James is, a, James is a doubt. Joffrey has a knock since they're not available. Uh, Leo Yeldo is available as after his concussion as well. Okay. Uh, Jan Paveda is still unavailable. Uh, we might, so we might, have a, we might have a full subs bench. Yeah, we should actually <laughs> with, be at nine players on with, it with only one goalkeeper. Oh, I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> well, team wise. Do you just think then that it's just Sinistera for James? Yeah. Um, I don't think the 
striker situation's going to be resolved now in time for anything different to happen against Ipswich. No. So I think um, you've got to you've got to just like say you've got Sinistera ready-made replacement for Dan James. You have none to want bench, maybe, um, and then as far as up front goes, um, how long are they saying Joff is out for? Uh, well, either said he's in, he's had a <coughs> trained all week, so suggests, suggests that he's available. Yeah, if he wasn't fit to play, I'd be tempted to. Is if he was fit, I'd be I'd be tempted to put him up there. Well, as I say, I mean, Rutter started up front in the last one, didn't he, with Gellart sort of as 10, but they kept swapping over. Yeah. I suppose if Joffe isn't fit to play, you could you would either have to bring... You could either bring in JB or Bate to play in midfield, or you drop Shackleton into midfield and put someone else on the wing. See, for me, I'd like to see Lewis Burt. Yeah, I would as well. Or you'd, if you're doing just a straight swap at 10, Sam Greenwood. Yeah, yeah. But I would like to see a bit more of Bate because there's a player in there. I think there's a real good player in there. I agree as well. I don't think anyone in the press conference mentioned Somerville at all, so I'm assuming he isn't fit. Yeah. No. They said three weeks and we're not there yet. But yeah, I, I do think that the, that'll be just a straight swap. I think Shackleton will play that weird right wing role where he isn't really on the wing half the time. I think just being just being industrious generally. Yeah. Um, Byram keeps his place at left back despite Yelda being back because Byram has been really good. It's been, it's been brilliant for me as Byram. Yeah. yeah. C- compared to what you would have as your expectation level. Oh yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I, I, I still would love to see us give Drama a go instead of Ailing, but it's not happening after, after that goal. I just can't see it. Um, Rodon Stroud, good. Can't see him changing Melier because although he conceded a goal again, it wasn't his fault and he made one unbelievable save. Yeah. So Ampadu and Gray. Yeah, I can't, I can't see it being big changes for either side, really. Um, in terms of his predictions for the West Brom game, only one person got any points, and it was KC with a one-all draw. And I've just realised I put you down for five points there, but it's not. It's eight. But you on ten with everyone else on two. <laughs> Tommy was too confident as he had his winning. Me and Alex had us losing because I was at peak, not confident. And I've got to be honest, I'm still at peak, not confident. I think Leeds lose this 2-1. Um, I... I'm going to go for a 1 0 win. Oh, take that, Ipswich. <laughs> um, I'm going to say 2 1 Leeds win. I hope you're right. Um, the, weirdly, the most confident of all of us in Leeds United is the outsider, Alex Benison, with a 2 0 Leeds win. Um, which, you know, would be nice. It's. It's, it's definitely a tough game. I don't think... It's not the case anymore that it being a long away trip matters, but they've just been in such good form for so long that winning at their place is never going to be easy. Um, if, we got, if, if we picked up a point there, I think it's a decent result. The problem is we've played three games, we haven't won one yet. And you do... 
even though we're not really going to know what our squad is and how the team's going to look until after that first international break, and we're on about this the other week, you need to win summit before then, yeah. just for confidence levels and just so. Because we know what, and I'm we're the exact same. We know what the Leeds fan base is like for being a bit panicky. And you don't you if you could just get one one big result that we can cling to, it could make all the difference in the world. I mean, just as a as a reminder of what happened last time we went to Portman Road, uh, twenty seven shots, seven on target, sixty five percent possession, and we lost three two. Was that the one right at the end of the season? With Ipswich already relegated. Yeah, with them already yeah. relegated. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ipswich with six shots, three on target. Yeah. I think I think that there was a um a Melier rush out of the box that was a bit a bit derby playoff Casilla. A Casilla one time <laughs> Well, this this one I'm uh, it was Kiko Casilla. Yeah, that's what we, I said. We, Melier, and because yeah. yeah. I've just got, I've got used to over three years saying Melier. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, it just says it. But yeah, there was like a foreshadowing one in that game, if I remember rightly. Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, I hope to be wrong, and I hope that you're all right. That would be a hell of a result if we could pull it off. Has uh, is there anything else news wise that we need to talk about before we get away? No, I don't think so. No, other than other than a couple of other rumors that are going around, it's not concrete, is there? No, there's there's nothing that's been particularly strong, I don't think, no. which uh is a shame. But there'll be, I'm still waiting for there being a couple right at the end of the window because I think that that's when the loan moves will happen. Yeah, like the last couple of days, I think there'll be some then, and hopefully, if you can manage them well, it could be big. Like, I am sure that there is going to be someone. Like, basically, if Man City's youth team just keeps battering everyone like they used to, just go. Can we have like the best one of them? <laughs> I mean, it worked for Sheffield United last year, didn't it? Well, yeah, it did. To be fair, <laughs> just just walk up. We'll have two low knees, please. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, that will do us for episode 228 at Mighty White's podcast. Uh, we will be back prob- uh, Wednesday. Is it Tuesday or the, or the Wednesday of a solving game? Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. Um, possibly Monday night then. Um, yeah. Might well be the best time for us to come back. We will see whether there is two of us or three of us or what's going on when we get to that when we get to that point because we'll have to see what availability is like. But yeah, uh, that'll do us. So I've been Jack. See ya. I've been Casey. Have a good one. And I've been Connor. All the best.